Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara. And this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of 30-year-old Allie Gilmore, who disappeared from Tallahassee, Florida, in February 2006. At the time of her disappearance, Allie was four months pregnant. The last time Allie was seen, she was leaving her job. Her car and her work clothes were found at her home, but no one ever heard from or saw Allie again. What happened to Allie? Who was responsible for her disappearance? This is Allie's story. If you've been paying attention to the news or social media the past two weeks, then you know that there's been a lot of discussion about the recent attention that the case of Gabby Petito has gotten and how that compares to the coverage that Black and brown women get. First, if you listen to this show, then you probably were not surprised by the attention Gabby's story got. A lot of you did tag me in posts and sent me messages calling out the clear discrepancies in the way our stories are covered versus those of missing white women. Let me say this so that we're clear. The story of what happened to Gabby is a very sad story. No one ever deserves what happened to her, especially at the hands of a man that you loved and thought loved you. What happened to Gabby is not black or white. Domestic violence happens to all women all colors, all class. And so in Gabby's case, we can all say, but for the grace of God, go I, because it could happen to anyone. However, the issue about the coverage her case received is a real conversation. The fact is that if Gabby had been black or brown, her story would not have received the same attention or the same amount of coverage that Gabby's did. And that's not about Gabby. That's about the media. And I'll be honest, it was one thing when social media was sharing Gabby's story, but When CNN started covering her story on every single show on their network, I was taken aback. The media itself talks about the lack of attention cases black and brown women get, but then they turn around and give these cases no attention. I know people wanted to justify the coverage of Gabby's story by saying it was because of her disappearance was so mysterious or because it was because she was a YouTuber or because there was recent video. But the problem is that no matter what, If Gabby had been black or brown, CNN would not have been talking about her. And so we really can't continue to rely on the mainstream media to amplify these stories. We have to do it ourselves. We have resources like the Black and Missing Foundation and OurBlackGirls.com that are bringing awareness and shining light on cases involving black people. I know I will continue to highlight these stories as well because there are so many stories to be told. I'm still always so surprised by the number of stories I find weekly of missing Black women I've never heard of. I mean, I shouldn't after doing this for a few months now, but I'm really still shocked. Now, the story of Allie Gilmore is a story that actually received a lot of attention in the Tallahassee area. But 
People often conflate local media coverage with national coverage, and it's not the same. But if you're from the area and old enough, you may remember when Allie went missing in 2006. Allie was born on January 5th, 1976, and Allie's mom had some issues, so for the first 11 years of her life, she was raised by her mother's niece. According to reports, Allie grew up not knowing who her biological father was, and by the time she learned his identity, he had already died. When Allie was 11, her mother had found some stability, and so Allie went back to live with her mom, Larvetta. Allie's mom said that she was a strict parent who really just wanted the best for her children. Larvetta worked two and three jobs while Allie went to school. Those close to Allie described her as a caring, friendly kid, but she was also tough and showed from an early age that she could take care of herself. In high school, Allie ran track, and because her high school was 45 minutes from her home, the practices would often have Allie coming home after 7 p.m., but Allie was a dedicated student and an athlete, and so she did what she had to do. During Allie's senior year of high school, she got a job working at Publix, and she really liked the idea of earning her own money, and she would give her mom money to help with the gas bill. But Allie had dreams, and after high school, she wanted to go to Florida A&M University. And so in 1993, Allie moved to Tallahassee to attend FAMU. And she was first going to major in pharmacy, but instead did show, she chose to major in health information management. When Allie graduated, she decided to stay in Tallahassee, and she got a job with the Florida Department of Health, and she also kept working part-time at the Publix. A year after Allie graduated from FAMU, she met a man named James Gilmore. And according to James, he and Allie really just hit it off right away. And after eight months of dating, James asked her to marry him. He proposed at the same mall that they had met at a few months earlier. And James had been married before and had three children from that relationship, but he said Allie brought out the best in him, and Allie embraced James' children as if they were her own. The couple got married on October 7, 2000, and not long after purchased their first home. Everything was going really well for the couple, and in 2005, Allie became pregnant. They were both very excited about having a child of their own, but sadly, Allie miscarried the pregnancy. As expected, she was devastated by the loss, but the couple decided that they were going to try again. But their relationship had started to have issues. Allie was upset about finances, and the couple had been spending less and less time together. Eventually, the communication broke down, and Allie and James decided to separate. James moved out, but just a few days after moving out, Allie found out that she was pregnant again. After losing the first baby, Allie was extra careful with this pregnancy. She really wanted to make sure she didn't do anything to put her or the baby in danger. Now, although Allie was pregnant, she was kind of attempting to move on from James. She had started dating a man that she had known from her days at FAMU, but he was really just someone to pass the time because Allie really wanted to fix her relationship with James. She really loved him, and he was the father of her unborn child, and therefore she really wanted to make their marriage work. And James also wanted to fix his marriage with Allie, and so Allie and James decided to go to counseling. They both really wanted to make you know, the marriage work, especially since they had a child on the way. So by 2006, a pregnant Allie was in the process of fixing her marriage. She and James had decided to go to counseling, and so things were looking up. In the weeks before she vanished, co-workers at both Allie's jobs said that she was happy and upbeat. On February 2nd, 2006, however, 
Allie's mood was different. According to reports, coworkers at both the Department of Health and Allie's second job at Publix said that she was upset about the fact that she had just found out that the property taxes on her house were going up. Apparently, the news was so upsetting to Allie that she was like crying and her coworkers had to calm her down. So on that day, Allie finished her day at the Department of Health, where she usually worked from eight to five. And then she went to her second job at Publix, where she would typically work from six to 11 p.m. when they closed. Now, like I said, Allie had been upset that day. Finding out about the taxes owed on her house had really upset her. And her coworkers at Publix said that she was still upset when she showed up for her shift that evening. James said that he spoke to Allie around 8.45 p.m. that night. And she called him to remind him of their counseling appointment. They were scheduled to go to their second session. But James said that Allie told him that she was, you know, upset about the taxes on the house also. So... Allie worked until closing that night, which was 11 p.m., and then she got in her car and drove home. But when Allie left that evening, it would be the last time that anyone would see Allie Gilmore again. The next day, February 3rd, 2006, Allie and James were supposed to go to their counseling session, but neither of them showed up. Allie's coworkers, who were also friends of hers, knew about her counseling session. And so when she didn't show up that morning, they were not immediately concerned. They figured that she would be in later that day. Now, Allie's immediate supervisor was also out sick that day. And this was a Friday. So even though it was not like Allie to miss work, her coworkers probably thought that she just decided to take a long weekend. Now, James said that he had missed the appointment because he overslept. He knew Allie was probably going to be mad at him for missing the appointment. And so he tried to call her at work, but he didn't get an answer. And so he left a message apologizing for missing the session. The next day, which was Saturday the 4th, James said that Allie still wasn't answering his calls. So he decided to drive over to her house. And when he got there, he saw her car parked in the driveway. He also noticed that her bedroom light was on. Now, James knocked on the door, but there was no answer. According to reports, James said that he thought that, you know, Allie was just really mad at him. And so he decided to leave and figured that she would call him whenever, you know, she kind of got over it. Now, no one spoke to Allie that weekend. But when Monday came and she didn't show up for work, her coworkers knew something was wrong. Allie never missed work, and so for her to miss two days in a row without calling was very unlike her. Her coworkers decided to go over to Allie's home to check on her, but when they knocked on the door, they said no one came to the door. Allie's car, however, was still in the driveway. They also noticed, like James did, that her bedroom light was on. Now, after finding her car in the driveway and no sign of Allie anywhere, her co-workers called the police and reported Allie missing. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh's family-friendly menu is a big win for back-to-school season, with easy, delicious recipes for drama-free dinners. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, from vegetarian meals and calorie-smart options to extra-special gourmet options. 
there's something for everyone to enjoy. With recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. My favorite thing about HelloFresh is the variety of options, from full meals to sides, and the food is delicious. I especially love them for date nights at home with my husband. We can get restaurant quality food right from our own kitchen. The fall harvest is officially on with HelloFresh. Count on seasonal recipes like pumpkin cinnamon rolls and Friendsgiving ready sides, as well as fresh, high quality ingredients that travel from the farm to your front door in less than a week. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GirlGone14 and use code GirlGone14 for up to 14 free meals, including shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash GirlGone14 and use code GirlGone14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. The best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. We get our cars tuned up to prevent bigger issues down the road. You saw this one coming. We get annual checkups and go to the gym to maintain physical wellness and prevent injury and disease. We do chores regularly, well, some of us, to avoid a giant mess of a house and bugs. Going to therapy is like all of the above. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. Going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Black Girl Gone listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash GirlGone. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash GirlGone. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when police arrived at Allie's home to investigate, there were no signs that anything was wrong. The home was locked, but one of the windows in the spare bedroom was open. Now, when police entered the home, Allie, of course, was not inside. But they do find her work uniform, which indicated to them that she had made it home the night that she had left Publix that Thursday. They also searched Allie's car that was in the driveway. And inside, they find her purse and her work keys. But her house keys and the car keys were gone. With no indication of a struggle, police initially thought that Allie probably left on her own. Now, I know a majority of missing person reports result in people being found. But police are more likely to draw this conclusion when the person missing is black or brown. Now, pregnant women don't just tend to leave and disappear, especially women who are excited and looking forward to their baby being born. Now, I could be wrong, but it seems to me that by assuming that someone left on their own, it would cause the police to miss out on potential evidence if they aren't really looking for the person missing. But Allie's family and friends knew that she had not left on her own. 
Allie had no reason to just leave. Uh, Police began to canvass the area where Allie lived. They spoke to neighbors, but no one in the neighborhood saw anything strange. They also searched Allie's car for any blood or DNA, but they found nothing. Police brought in bloodhounds and they searched the wooded areas that were around where Allie lived, but still, they found nothing. Now, although police had begun searching for Allie, the complete lack of any evidence made them believe that perhaps their initial thoughts about Allie leaving on her own were right. But the people who knew Allie best knew that something bad had happened. Her family and friends began organizing their own search parties. They created flyers, t-shirts, lawn signs. They even put up billboards. They did anything and everything they could to bring awareness to Allie's case and hopefully draw out someone who had answers. But days turned into weeks, and there was literally no sign of Allie. With Allie's family driving Allie's story into the headlines, investigators started to look into possibilities of who could be involved in Allie missing. And the most obvious suspect was James, her estranged husband. Now, investigators began looking into James. I mean, they were separated, and he did not show up for the counseling session that day. And, you know, that was really strange. But James insisted that he had just overslept and that he was actually at his brother's house. Now, James acknowledged that the couple was having issues, but he insisted that they were working on the relationship and he had no reason to hurt Allie. The fact that he had missed the appointment was really just a coincidence. According to reports, police said that James was cooperative and he even took a voice stress test, which is like a lie detector test, and he passed. Investigators had nothing to indicate that James had anything to do with Allie's disappearance, and it didn't seem like he had any motive to want to hurt her. But Allie's family was frustrated. I mean, how could someone just vanish without a trace? They firmly believed that Allie did not leave on her own, and that despite her being upset that Thursday about the texts on her house, that that would have not been enough to just make her abandon her entire life. But investigators had nothing. The searches for Allie had turned up nothing. There was no evidence that anyone had kidnapped her, and there was no evidence that she had met with foul play. I mean, the lack of evidence in this case is really disturbing. Months went by, and there were no new leads, no tips, no potential sightings of Allie. In July 2006, the month that Allie was due to give birth to the baby that she was so excited about, a tree was planted by the police in her memory on the street where she lived. And as much as her family wanted to hold out hope that Allie would just come back, time was making that difficult. Months turned into years, and it became harder and harder to keep Allie's story in the headlines. The mainstream media never picked up Allie's story. And now 15 years later, Allie Gilmore is still missing. After countless hours of searching, investigators have come to the conclusion that foul play may have been involved in Allie's disappearance, but they have never said publicly what has led them to that conclusion. Her case is still open, according to police, but there's been no movement on the case. Allie Gilmore never made national news. 
The pregnant black woman from Tallahassee never grabbed the attention of the mainstream media, despite the fact that locally it had been a big story. I mean, they had billboards up. But we can't ignore the fact that there is no evidence about what happened to Allie. It's so weird because in most missing person cases, there is something, even if it's small. And in Allie's case, there was nothing. Except someone knows something. From everything I could gather, James doesn't seem to have had anything to do with what happened to Allie. And so that begs the question, what in the world happened to Allie? She was repairing her marriage. She was excited about her pregnancy. I mean, yeah, she was recently stressed out about those taxes, but like her friends and family said, that doesn't seem like enough for her to just abandon her entire life and then, what, start a new one somewhere else? Wouldn't she have taken her car? And what about her bank accounts? I mean, wouldn't she have taken money if she was planning to run away? And so that's why we know that whatever happened to Allie didn't happen voluntarily. But with the absence of any evidence, the only thing that could solve this mystery is if someone comes forward and says something. Fifteen years is a long time. The child that Allie was carrying would have been 14 years old. Two lives are just completely gone. Now, it's my mission to tell as many of these stories as I possibly can. We listen to true crime for various reasons. But fundamentally, we should always remember the victims at the core of these stories. And so if there's anything that we can do as listeners to amplify these stories before we lose 15 years, we should do that. Allie's story has faded from the headlines. Most people who knew her story have forgotten. But Allie could still be out there somewhere. And no matter what, and no matter what happened to her, her family and friends deserve answers. So if you have any information about Allie Gilmore's whereabouts or the circumstances of her disappearance, you can contact the Tallahassee Police Department. Please share Allie's story. Whoever knows what happened to her needs to know that people have not forgotten about Allie Gilmore. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.